When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. We are here because we know the outcomes in our lives are within our control. That taking absolute ownership of how we eat, sleep, train, think, and connect with each other is how we'll optimize our health and happiness. That chasing excellence is how we grab hold of what is possible. Our mission is to live on the run. Always chasing. Never stop. Yo, Patrick here with a quick introduction to this week's show. As we've done a handful of times now, we're doing a benchmark episode. Benchmark is when I go through the archives of the show uh, and find some of the keystone uh, conversations that we've had, some of the things that really underpin many of the conversations we've had here on the show and resurface them because obviously a lot of folks have found the show since then. This time around, we're going to go back to, we're going to, we're going to stick with our five factors of health as we've been doing for the last few benchmarks. And this time we're going to focus on our conversation that we had in December of 2018, all about the 10 principles of sleep. In this episode, we talk about things like avoiding caffeine afternoon getting the lights out by 10 p.m., seeking complete darkness and silence, waking up without an alarm if possible, and why it's worth spending money on a great pillow, bed, and blanket. Without further ado, hope you enjoyed this flashback, this benchmark. Ben and I will be back again next week for another episode of Chasing Excellence. Until then, keep chasing. Greetings, Ben. Patrick. How are you today? I'm doing very well, thanks. Good. Today we're going to talk about one of my favorite subjects, which is sleep. (laughs) Um, we've talked a little bit in the past about something that, um, you or we've dubbed sort of the five factors of health, right? Um, and those five factors are, uh, training, eating, uh, connecting with others, uh, your mindset, how you think, and this last one, sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to just give us maybe a, a really quick overview of, um, what the five factors is, yeah, sure. uh, and just give us sort of a sense so that it kind of launches us into this conversation about sleep. The five factors, the five uh, kind of major things that you have control over that uh, affect your health. So there are a couple others, right? Like you are, you have genetics, like you have this DNA built into you that, well, you're not really, you're dealt that deck of cards and you can't really change, well, epigenetics. We could talk about whether you can change or not, <laughs> yep. but um, you know, you're not going to change certain aspects of it. So of the ones in environmental, like, mm-hmm. you know, you could move, I get it. But like, if you live in a small green city, it's the ones that we really want to pay attention to are as you just mentioned, it's, it's how do you move your exercise, you know, um, doing some sort of like functional movements, move large, low, large, quickly that are natural and part of your, um, they're essential to living a healthy lifestyle. Um, then you're eating, which is kind of the obvious too, right? The doctor says, you know, you got to eat better and exercise, you know? Um, so the eating is, you know, basically avoiding processed foods and don't eat too much. Um, the connecting relationships, is, is, you know, besides the, like, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with, what they're finding through a lot of this kind of higher level research of centenarians and blue zones and things like that is relationships is massively important in terms of your overall health. Um, the next one's your mindset. And 
this is really interesting because you know we've kind of told like things like stress, right? Um, so happiness, fulfillment, stress, anxiety, all those things. We've been kind of told things like stress, and it's just built into us that stress is bad. Like if you have a lot of stress, you're going to die early. Well, not necessarily. It's actually how you interpret stress. If you interpret stress as something that makes you stronger, guess what? It doesn't have any ill, Ill effects on your health. So it's really it's about your mindset and you know this kind of. Um, the right approach to things. But then the last one is sleep. And sleep certainly matters. It matters a lot more than probably we gave it credit for, certainly through like the last, you know, 30 years. Maybe now it's coming to light a little bit more. Yeah. Um, we've talked about a little bit, I don't remember what episode it is, but I gave you a a, a strange option of like eating at Burger King and mm. you know, sleeping four hours a night. Remember that. You know, which of the which of those would you pick? Yes. And it was probably a little surprising that you picked, you would rather not, I think it was sleep four hours a night every yeah, day. Yeah, I think you like set that. me up for that though. The, 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 the examples were extreme. That's true. Well, I would think that- Well, no, I made it said the other way. The example, so I remember it very well. Yeah, the, the, the choices house were- of pizza, right? If you could eat only at a house of pizza, yep. but you didn't say only pizza. That's true, I didn't. I, and I you said, you or only work out three times a week, which is not bad. That's better than most people are doing. Yeah. Or only sleep four hours a night. Yeah. It's the sleep one. The yeah. sleep is more important than the other two. Do you think you, you sort of mentioned it, but you know, there's definitely been a sense, especially in uh, this culture, um, and especially I would say people like you in that in the culture of people who uh, like to work hard. I want to know what people like me are people like. like. People like you who start businesses and and okay. multiple businesses yep. and et cetera. Are there um, people that yeah, I heard about fitness. So, yeah, <laughs> no, I wouldn't yeah. say that. But there's definitely been a sense amongst a certain population that uh, that not getting a lot of sleep was actually like a badge of honor. Like it was, mm -hmm. if you could get by with four or five hours of sleep, somehow you've um, you know you've got more hours for the hustle, right? Yep. Do you see that as still being the case? Um, do you still do, or do you see that there's been, or there we're in the middle of sort of a shift of understanding of how important sleep actually is? Both. Yeah. I think that we are in the middle, we are at the, at the cusp of the infancy at the very early stage, you know, the early adopters are kind of jumping on board of the importance of sleep, but it's not the mainstream approach. The mainstream approach is still, um, it's about the grind. It's about the hustle. And if you, um, if you're going to bed early and you're getting all your sleep, uh, you you kind of you kind of sound soft. You know, if you're right. if you're getting you know your nine hours of sleep a night, people are like, you're, yeah, so you you don't like to hustle. Equated with with laziness. laziness. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And what we find is that it's just the opposite. You know, it's kind of these people that when you find these ultra successful people, you know, this is, I don't want to say there are um, ultra successful people that just put the you know put it to the grindstone, right? And it's like. Elon Musk gives himself a lot of credit for that. He, yes, he's like this um, visionary, crazy, um, techie entrepreneur who was, you know, creating things, you know, nuclear fusion type stuff, you know, in his adolescence. But he still gives himself credit for the fact that one of the reasons he got ahead was he only slept four hours a night. If, yeah. if the other guys are are sleeping eight, you have four more hours of work that you can accomplish every single day. Like everyone's like, oh, I have more than 24 hours. He's like, that's how you get it. Right. Um, I just think that knowing what I know about fitness, that is a, um, it's a short-term effect. It's a short-term um, hustle. It's a short-term uh, approach to something that's not sustainable in the long-term uh, that's going to benefit you at all. Yeah. You know, whether that's, 
why something burnout like it's it's no it's no question about this right um so i think that while people are becoming more aware of it as i am you know um it's still not the the prevalent um approach it's still not what people associate with like um productivity and betterment and i'm doing a good thing by dot you know getting eight to nine hours sleep a night yeah yeah i found that uh one th- if, if i get into a bad habit or you know a bad cycle of not sleeping enough i can go for like three or four or five days on not enough sleep mm-hmm. and then like friday comes and i like i'm useless what's not enough sleep for you um i would say i'm good at like seven to eight hours and, and if, and, I'm, and if I'm closer seven. to like six to seven Again, I can do it a couple days. That's actually how they define sleep deficiency, by the way. You're sleep deprived if dot, 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 yep. seven hours. Seven hours is the cutoff. Mm-hmm. So if you're under seven, they consider you sleep deprived. You plus seven, they say you're okay. Yeah. And now obviously there's there's big sliding scale as you right. go from under six to under four. Right. And the reason we're talking about this, kind of just put it out there, um, one of kind of the, the massive eye-opening studies that I came across was they took these college-age students, healthy, um, athletes. I actually, I don't want to say that. I don't know if they're ath- mm-hmm. athletes. I kind of assumed that they were because they're college and healthy. And, yep. um, but the, no uh, predispositions to any other sort of disease or health issues whatsoever. And they sleep deprive these um, the college students for which sounds like <laughs> it sounds all, like college. Yeah, it sounds like college. <laughs> but they sleep deprive them a little more than normal. Yeah. They get them down like down to about four hours. And after. Um, I wish I could remember the actual specifics, but I believe it was after five days, um, five days of uh, sleep deprivation, all of them became pre-diabetic, which is like, like going to like, if you don't work out for two weeks, yeah. it doesn't, it, that doesn't happen. If you have like uh, a couple benders, you know, um, fasting glucose probably is not going to change that much. Your, your, your glucose in post meal glucose will definitely yep. change, yep. but your fasting glucose and your a- A1C won't change that much. So they turn these healthy people into pre-diabetics in less than a week by sleep depriving them. Cool thing, they give them sleep and boom, it flips right back. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, it's so dependent on your health. And then there's so many studies, they they followed NBA uh, and NBA players or teams. And when they got good sleep, the amount of fouls they committed was totally different. Mm. The amount of their shooting percentage was totally different. The um, the time it took them to get from one end of the court to the other, they time is totally different. Their free throw percentages is different. It's like it's these things that we kind of take for granted. Right. You know, we're like, no, we can, I can get by with. We know you can get by. You can get by on pizza and Bud Light, but that's not what we talk about on this podcast. Right. We're not. We're talking about optimizing things. Um, for folks interested, that that pre diabetic study, like pizza and Bud Light. <laughs> Uh, do you have? Do you remember where that where you found that study? Or I think it was where Stanford University, okay. but I just, don't remember the actual study. Okay. Yeah, no problem. Um, okay, so what we've got today is in a sleep book. It was helps. in a sleep book. Okay. It's a book that I read that referenced the study. Okay, I, right now is where I should be filling in the book name, <laughs> but I don't have that kind of recall. Yeah, we'll put it in the show notes if if we can remember it. Okay, so what we've got today is uh, we've put together, or you've put together uh, what we will consider the 10 principles of sleep, mm-hmm. right? So we're just gonna, I'm gonna go down the list um, and you can sort of give me whatever context is ne- necessary for each one on the list. Cool. Um, yep. And I'll, I'll ask questions if I've got any good ones. Okay, the first one is to create a nightly routine. 
Okay, so like anything, um, habits, routines are powerful and meaningful, and they'll actually they'll set the directive of your life, right? So, I mean, we we've talked a lot about habits and routines yep. on this podcast. Um, the idea behind this is set yourself up for success. Now, let's just say um, everyone's like, you know, I don't sleep. So there's before we get to that, there's two real big major things with sleep: it's quantity and quality. Very close to nutrition, right? So it's how good is the sleep you're having, not just how much you're having of it. So you could lie in bed for 11 hours, but you more only get, and by the way, it's not REM sleep that matters the most, which everybody thinks, it's deep sleep. REM is when you rapid eye movement. Um, the deep, deep sleep is the most important part. So how much time are you spending in deep sleep is really, really kind of vital. So if we're trying to maximize quantity and quality, what we can do is we can set ourselves up for success by creating a nightly routine before you go. And just like you do before you work out, you have a warm-up routine, right? And just like before you go give a public speaking, whatever it is, you have this little routine you go through. It's going to maximize your performance this time. Maximize your performance in the bed, right? <laughs> that's, a, that's a different podcast, but it's going to do that. It's, um, and there's, so let's just imagine this. Like, I'm not saying this is the routine that anybody could, should follow, but you'll get the point of like, wow, that sounds really nice, right? Imagine you get, we start this whole thing like three or four hours before bedtime where you don't watch any TV, you don't do anything like that, but you relax. Maybe you sit at the edge of a dock with your feet in the water, right? And you just meditate. You let the sun set on your face. And then after that, you go um, back to the house, which there's some like really soft classical music playing. You're like, you're getting into it, I can yeah, see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> really classical music playing. You make yourself some tea. And then you like, um, um, you get in a, uh, you light some candles and you get in an Epsom salt bath. And then you get out and you um, read something that, you know, you're, um, is really soothing, you know, that you're very into. Um, and then you get into a uncluttered, you know, bedroom that is very clean, that, um, you know, everything is set up. Like you, you get the picture, right? It's like, now what percentage of that is actually gonna happen on a daily basis? Like probably 2% maybe, and we'd be doing pretty well. But if you can set yourself up for a routine that does really well, and we're gonna talk about some specifics of what we can do in there um, as we go through these other nine principles. But the first one is just like, put this into practice. It's not just like, what most people do is they get home, they uh, do the last minute work stuff that they need to do, or they clean up the house, or they um, are with the kids, and then they cook dinner, and then they're back on some emails, and they're calling a last minute phone call, they make a quick presentation, uh, making some adjustments to some work stuff, and then they're running around, they're trying to do dishes, you know, and it's hectic, 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 and then all of a sudden it's 10.45, and they try to go lights out, and they can't. They can't mm -hmm. fall, even fall asleep because their mind's going a million miles an hour. So if we can get some like lower the stress, let's get cool, let's get calm. Let's talk about like the late night FM DJ voice. <laughs> That's kind of what we're talking about. Gotcha. Um, any place that you would suggest people start with that nightly routine uh, in terms of just let's, like let's Let's go through the other nines. And okay. then let's, let, if you remember to ask me yeah. that question at the end, because it might more more sense at the end. Gotcha. Okay. The second mm -hmm. one is no caffeine afternoon. Um, yes. So that's not, uh, so that's not afternoon. It's, no, after, it's after 12 o'clock. Yes, yeah. Exactly. So <laughs> 
everyone, so the caffeine has a half-life, which means like how long does it take for half of the effect to wear off? And then from there, how long does it take for half of that effect to wear off? So you might get like when you have caffeine, like a lot of people do, this kind of big jolt, like 10 minutes to a half hour afterwards. And it kind of lasts for a little bit, you know, 45 minutes, an hour. And then you're like, okay, it kind of comes down. Well, how long it comes down is really specific to you. Mm -hmm. um, everybody metabolizes caffeine differently, but across the board, the masses, the average is from a cup of coffee, it lasts in you from four to six hours. So what we want, that's for the half-life. So yep. half of the effect, yep. not gone, half. So if you have a 1200 milligrams of caffeine, the effect of having 60 is still there at six o'clock at night, if you had one at, at lunch. Mm -hmm. So if we want to get down to nothing at nine o'clock, like you can't have anything after noon, mm -hmm. basically is the deal. Now, some people are like, caffeine doesn't affect me. Yeah. Does That's just because you're used to it. Right. Like it's literally, I mean, like people are like, no, I can have like a, a, a double espresso and fall asleep on the plane. That's because you're exhausted, <laughs> for real. Yeah. It's because your body can shut down like that because you're so tired because you've been living off of this external energy for so long. Yeah. So, so we need. It was to, almost like you just took a shot right before well, you said. What I'm thinking to myself is like, um, I used to. And I remember saying on a podcast before is like I used to do a lot of caffeine and yeah. I haven't done it now. Yeah. And now I have this energy that I didn't that I had before when I did caffeine, but I really feel like caffeine is just like a external charger. And if you keep yourself plugged in all the time, uh, I'm trying to create a good analogy in my head right now <laughs> as we go. But like, think of like a power drill, right? Yep. A power drill. If and I don't know this to be true, but like if you like constantly, like if you use it and charge it and use it and charge it and use it and charge it, the battery life gets shorter and shorter and shorter and shorter. If that's not true, just like pretend, <laughs> pretend it is. As opposed to like using it up all the way yep. and then going and charging it. Yep. That well, is actually true. Okay. That's yeah. awesome, right? Yeah. That's cool. So when you like, so, when so you like use buy it, something with a new, with like a new battery, like a phone or whatever, the, you should let it run the first time, drain it all the way and then charge it. So- Let's not try to like replug it, replug it. That. Yeah. So let's not try to like recharge it with caffeine, recharge it with caffeine, recharge it with caffeine, recharge it with caffeine. Let's see if we can make it through the day and then recharge it naturally yep. with sleep. Love it. Okay. Number three, limit liquids this is related. Limit limit liquids That's two hours prior to falling asleep. So the, this is a simple one, but if you have to wake up to, the reason for this is it has nothing to do with hydration or electrolytes yep. or anything like that. It's literally like having to wake up to go pee. Right. If you have to wake up to go pee, that's a, that's a major, major disruption to your sleep patterns. So if we can eliminate that, if we can eliminate one trip, that I mean, if we can go from two to one, if we go from one to zero, that's major differences. So whether that's not drinking three hours before or a half hour before, or whatever it is, or if you don't have to get up to pee, like ignore that one. Yep. But basically it's like, try to figure out when's the last time I should be having liquids so I don't have to wake up in the middle of the night. Next one, which you sort of alluded to earlier, turn off all screens an hour before lights out. Okay, so what that refers to is blue light. So from your phone, from your TV, from your computer, you know, we call screens now. People yep. know what screens now are. Um, and blue light is this kind of light that's incredibly disruptive to circadian rhythms and sleep. It really, um, from the studies that they've done, it's really detrimental. Now, um, you can, I get it. You could be on your phone in your bed, literally put it down and you can be asleep in like six minutes or a minute. Mm -hmm. It still doesn't mean it's not disrupting your sleep while you're unconscious, while you while you are asleep, you're not gonna fall into deep sleep as well. So what we need to do is eliminate, 
you know, 60 minutes would be great. Two hours would be even better. Not at all would be the best, you know, three hours plus. Um, so what we don't want to do is fall asleep watching TV, fall asleep doing emails in our bed and um, or checking social media. And if we are doing that, they have, I've never used them, um, but there's blue light blocking glasses that you can wear. Yep. And, or I've never used this either. And having done, I, I'm going to look this up after this. There are apps, I, I believe that you can um, download that will change your screen to eliminate blue light. Yep. Um, if you do those two things, then you can use your phones yeah, in bed. iPhones uh, have them already on it. You know, oh, just download an app. Check that out. Yeah. Um, iPhone for the win. When, just out of curiosity, when do you sort of put the phone away when you're home? Is it? I know, do what I, I, know you do do what I say, not what I do, Patrick. <laughs> I, 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 better I, question, more specific question. <laughs> do you let the phone come into the bedroom or do you have a no-go zone there? So um, I have a bad habit with this. Yeah. Yeah. So what I do fairly well is when I get home, I go upstairs and I put my phone upstairs. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm good at that about 65% of the time. And I won't use my phone uh, the whole time I'm with my kids and having yeah. dinner and all that stuff. I don't look at it from basically six o'clock until 9.15 when I'm crawling into bed. And then at 9.15, when Heather's in the bathroom and doing her teeth and all that stuff, that's when I jump on social media and do my scroll through Instagram for the day. Yep. Uh, it's a bad habit. Yeah, it's hard. I need to break it. Yeah, uh, I just have to find another time to scroll through social media. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, number five. I think we're on. Bring room temperature to between sixty-two and sixty-eight degrees. Not a whole lot to talk about there, other than that's the where people get the best sleep. You sleep best in a cool environment, and what they found is sixty-two to sixty-eight is optimal. Anything higher is too hot. Anything lower is too cold. Gotcha. Simple. Uh, number six, lights. I out. will say I will add one thing. There is yeah. um, there's a product called the Chili Pad, which yes. I've yes to use, but a lot of our athletes use it. Um, and Chili Pad is something that you put so people that like kind of produce body heat. Mm-hmm. You could be in a room that's 55 degrees, but if you're one of these like grizzly bears that like just like um, produces so much heat, you're never going to get into the right, right temperature. So there's this product called the Chili Pad that you put underneath your sheets above your mattress, and it cools you to those optimal temperatures. Yep. Um, okay, number six, lights out by 10 p.m. Obviously, that's most people probably can do that, but some people okay be able to can can <laughs> do it. Yes, yes. anybody can, can do, do it. it. Yes, right. It's whether you want to take control of it or right. take full ownership of it or not. Um, whether they hear that and they're like, "I can do that," like they, most people are probably like, "No, mm-hmm. I can't," um, but they can. Uh, they're choosing not to. That's a big differentiator between people. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, from there, this has to do with circadian rhythms and when you get the most deep sleep. So we've, for thousands and tens and thousands, hundreds thousands of years, we as human beings have not been exposed to artificial light. We have slept with the natural rhythms of nature. When the earth spins, make sure we say that. Yeah, the earth spins, right? It becomes dark. I was yeah. thinking about there for a year. I'm like, I don't want to sound like an idiot. <laughs> it, that's when we, it's when it gets dark and it sleeps. So we've created artificial yeah. light and with it, a host of other bad things, a bunch of good things too, like productivity and yep. mm-hmm. um, other stuff. But what we want to do is you get your deepest sleep between the hours of 10 p.m. and 2 a.m. That's when the best sleep quality happens. So if you're the type of person that doesn't go to sleep till after Jimmy Fallon, like you're missing out on hours of the best quality sleep you could be having. Mm-hmm. Sleeping from midnight to eight in the morning is not the same as sleeping from 10 to six. 
They're two totally different things. And what we really like to do is be asleep by 10 o'clock. So the people that are falling asleep before 10 o'clock are doing a really good job because they can be into that deep sleep rhythms um, in those peak circadian um, hours of the night. Mm -hmm. Cool. Number seven, seek complete darkness and complete silence. So, okay, let's take the first one. Uh, complete darkness, um, same thing. Um, we, when we used to sleep, it used to be totally dark, right? Yep. Um, besides like occasional full moons and stuff like that. But usually we were sleeping in caves or some sort of other shelters that were uh, protected from the open sky. So we were legit in total darkness. Um, that's the way our ancestors um, slept forever. What they found is what's uh, crazy. This is wild. And I I, I I even have a hard time believing it, but they will put someone in to a total darkness room, completely dark, and they'll take a tiny little light, like a tiny little, like one of those like little laser pointers yeah. and put it on the back of their knee underneath the sheets. That little bit of light, not hitting your eyes, but hitting your skin is enough to disrupt your sleep. Hmm. I don't know how or why that is, but basically the idea, you have sensors all over your body that are trying to become in tune with the circadian rhythms and trying to become in tune with nature. And if you disrupt it by that little bit of light anywhere, it's a disruption. So the more total darkness you can be in, and what that means is like blackout shades, it's as simple as that. Don't do like the draw shots or the blinds, like one big, long, what are those, vinyl? I don't even know what they are. Sure. Yeah. Um, pull down shade. So you're in total darkness. Um, remove clocks that are like lighting up, remove phones that might be lighting up, remove night lights and just try to be in total darkness. Mm -hmm. The next one is noise. Um, it's the same type of thing. Like when you hear something, you might not wake up, but you, um, your sleep is disrupted. Um, and we've done a lot of, I've done it where I wear, you know, some of the measures HRV and sleep quality. I've done a few different, um, companies and devices and experiment with a few times. It's shocking how little quality sleep we get. Mm. We might be in bed for 10 hours, but you're waking up a lot. Like people are like, no, I only wake up to go to the bathroom once and I remember waking up another time. The first time I did this, um, I think I woke up technically not woke, like in by their definitions of waking up, basically, which is falling out of deep sleep um, almost 20 times. Mm. 20 times in like an eight hours. That's like all, it's constantly waking up. Yeah. Because every time you move, if you're asleep, you can't move. Like if you move, be like I'm a restless sleeper and I wake up, you know, I sleep here and I fall asleep here. And by the time in the morning, I'm like diagonal on the bed. It's <laughs> like, that's your restless. And you're not getting as much sleep as you can. Think of like, you know, I watch my kids sleep who are six and four years old. They are out. Like I pick them up. <laughs> I always think about this. Like I yeah. pick them up. Yep out of like a car seat, like I'm unbuckling and moving arms and like taking like um, toys off of their lap and then putting them on my oh. shoulders and walking them upstairs and lay them in bed and then without, and then bring a blanket on like, and they don't wake up. Yeah, That's deep sleep. Yep. We, Not we that. ain't there anymore. <laughs> so um, no noise. And here's the thing, if you live in a city where there is a lot of noise, either like horns or, yeah trash um, trucks in the middle of the night or just, um, you know, kind of um, disruptions of any sort. Uh, white noise is better than um, than no than no noise with partial interruptions. Yeah. Just a constant kind of like, yep. you know, soft white or the oceans or the birds, but really soft noise is, yep. or white noise is probably the best. Okay. <clears throat> 
Wake up without an alarm if possible. So this is just, if you wake up with an alarm, you're getting you're waking up when you're rested. Yep. Um, and when people first try doing this, um, what ends up happening is they're used to getting whatever, six, seven um, hours. And then when they wake up, they wake up without an alarm, they wake up and they're like, oh my God, I'm still so tired. Like the alarm jolts you out of bed, mm-hmm. right? Eh, 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 whatever it is, mm-hmm. and you're jolted out of bed because there's this like kind of rush of fight or flight. Yep. Um, when you wake up without an alarm, you're kind of like, oh man, I'm just going to kind of crash here for another 15 minutes and mm-hmm. you're asleep again. And then like you wake up, you're like, oh, and I'm going to kind of relate to this, like the Saturday morning that the kids aren't there. All of a sudden you're like, don't get up till yep. like you, you do that kind of play. Like I'm awake and now I'm going to fall back asleep for like two hours. Like, well, I woke up groggier. Like that's worse than the alarm. It's because your body is like saying like, I'm not ready. I know I woke up, but like stay in bed. And after you get through that a little bit, after you get through this, and you fall into a rhythm, then all of a sudden you wake up and you'll wake up after the eight hours, the nine hours, how much your body needs and you're up mm-hmm. and you're up and you're up. So if you try that, waking up without an alarm and you have a hard time actually waking up, it's not because that's worse for you and it's gonna make you groggier. It's because your body is saying like, we still need more mm-hmm. and we still need more. So stay asleep. It's kind of one of those things like when you learn about meditation and people are like, oh, I can't meditate. I fall asleep. That's because you're exhausted. Mm-hmm. And you falling asleep is better for you than trying to meditate. Mm-hmm. So it's okay. Still try to meditate and allow yourself to sleep. Mm-hmm. That's perfect. Take a nap. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Okay. Um, spend money on a great pillow, bed, and blanket. That's number nine. That's because I bought stock in Jordan's furniture. <laughs> <laughs> well, Bernie's a fill. Outside of Massachusetts. No, oh, no, no, probably not. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Bob's discount furniture. I think he's all over. <laughs> is he really? I think he is, yeah. That's awesome. Good entrepreneur. Um, uh, was it? Oh, sleep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Spend money um, on a good So pillow. here's the deal is like um, you having a good pillow matters, mm-hmm. right? It's like you um, finding a pillow that um, you don't wake up with a stiff neck. Like that's hugely important, right? Um, the same thing goes with the mattress. Like everyone's had the experience where they travel and now they're on the pullout couch with a bar that goes across the middle of their back and- it just, the better the bed, the better the pillow, the better the sheets, the better the blanket, the better your sleep will be. Spend money on that stuff. It is a um, price equals quality type thing. Yeah. Um, anybody that's had good sheets knows that. It's yeah. like it matters. Um, here's something that I'll throw out there that some people have seen a um, a lot of benefit with. I've tried it and I did not like it. My wife uses it now. I bought it for us and now <laughs> um, is a gravity blanket. So what a gravity blanket is, it's a weighted blanket. And they started this off with kids that were like kind of thrashing about and then wouldn't sleep. And they put this weighted blanket on. It's literally, it's, I mean, that's exactly what it is. It's a weighted blanket. You get them in like 10, 15 or 20 pound increments. And it went from a twin size to a king size. And basically it just kind of like, kind of like pins you down a little bit. Kind of like, you're like, you're like, and you're like, don't move around as much. Um, I get too hot. And so the people like get hot, I know somebody else that, um, had the same thing, loves the gravity blanket, but also has the chili, chili pad. pad. Yeah. Um, both are expensive. Yep. I think that the gravity blanket is in the hundreds of dollars. The chili pad's in the several hundred dollars. Um, I've never tried the chili pad, uh, but our, a lot of our athletes do. And uh, I have tried the gravity blanket and my, a lot, I'm the only person that's tried it that doesn't like it. So that's why I'm throwing it out there because mm-hmm. a lot, everyone has tried it, loves it. Um, our daughter, whenever... She crawls into bed with us. She asks for it. She wants it. She's four. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and my, my wife sleeps with it um, every night. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, last one. 
track the quantity and quality daily. Okay, so this is like anything that gets measured gets improved, right? We know that. If you track your workouts, your performance in the gym will go up. If you track what you eat, your nutrition will get better. If you track your sleep, as strange as it is, just literally tracking it, don't even make any changes, just track it, it will improve. It's just bringing awareness to it and it will improve. Now, the thought is like, man, I'm getting stressed out about not sleeping and because of that, I'm not asleep. It's... um that can happen in the short room, but what you'll find is that if you track it, you pay more attention to it, you'll start thinking about, you'll want to improve it. It's subconsciously, you'll want to improve it um, because that's how we are from a dopamine perspective. You want to get the check marks next to it, like I am improving. Mm -hmm. So you'll look at for ways to do it, even on a subconscious level of like, I'll go to bed a little bit earlier. I'll lower my stress a little bit more. I'll buy into the routine a little bit more. Maybe I will get the pillow. Maybe I will um, not drink as much and I'll fall into these better routines. There's a few ways you can do it more than just kind of like journal by your side of your bed, which is step one. Literally like I slept for seven hours last night and it was a six out of 10. And then next night I slept for 8.5 and it was a nine. Um, is there's devices, uh, really good when we come across as whoop. Um, Whoop is more than that. It's kind of they market themselves as kind of fitness type thing. They'll track your exertion levels and your heart rate and stuff like that. Um, HRV, recoverability, but where they've done a really good job of, really, really good job of, the best I've seen, and I've tried three or four of these companies, um, their sleep is, stuff is phenomenal. It's really, really good. Um, whoop. Yeah, I don't have any, I don't have any connection to the company yep. at all whatsoever. This is not a endorsement or anything. Well, it is an endorsement, but it's not a- It's not a paid endorsement. not paid <laughs> yet. <laughs> But it's a really good company, and yeah. it's uh, their sleep analytics is are, are phenomenal. It's it's fun user interface, and um, all all of my athletes use it. Um, so going back to one is one of the, my original questions uh, of sort of where you'd recommend people start. It feels like tracking might be the answer to that question, which is just start paying attention to it, and then go. You know, you can go back through these these other nine principles and start like, okay, I'm going to try this one. I'm going to try to optimize that or improve that. That's but why I wanted you, you to wait because I didn't have an answer and I wanted you to come <laughs> and you up with knew an that answer. eventually you would. No, you would. Okay. You, well, yes, we'll, well, we'll done. Let's okay. start with tracking. Start with Step tracking one. and then don't have an 18-month-old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're just, because you, a friend that you, someone you know. Yeah, I heard about babies yeah. are hard. Okay, anything else? No, that's good. Sleep. I mean, Everyone yes. go to sleep. Good night. <laughs> You can get every episode of Chasing Excellence wherever you listen to your podcasts or on YouTube. Until next time, thank you for listening.